Welcome to At the Crossroads Church weekly podcast. Our hope is that you will grow in your walk with God and be blessed and encouraged in your daily lives as you listen. You can visit us at our website at atthecrossroads.ca. And we're going to have my wife come and just, we're going to watch a video, but we're going to have my wife come. And it's amazing. I always love to listen to my wife. She's got so much wisdom and knowledge, and uh, she is um, the most beautiful preacher I know, so... morning. Let's watch the video. Today is Mother's Day, and we want to acknowledge all the women we're blessed to know. We rejoice over you, for your strength, your wisdom, your strong love, and your beautiful faith. Whether today is a celebration for you or a day of quiet reflection and healing, We're thinking of all of you. If you gave birth this year to your first child, our joy overflows and we celebrate with you. If you adopted a child this year or became a foster parent, we rejoice with you and we want to honor you in your commitment to changing the lives of children. If you continue to struggle with infertility, we're hoping with you and holding your hand in prayer. If you are exhausted and feeling underappreciated for all you do for a house full of kids, we applaud you, we love you, and we appreciate you more than you can ever imagine. And if you lost a child this year to death or miscarriage, we weep and mourn with you. And if your child is lost to addiction or to the world, we hurt with you and we join you in putting our hope in the one who brings prodigals home. If you live with painful memories of your mom, we pray that you will find in a spiritual mother all that you never had from a birth mom. And if you're one of those amazing spiritual moms, we thank you for stepping up and being there when others couldn't. If you're experiencing an empty nest for the first time this year, We walk with you in this new season and are excited about the next chapter God has planned for you. If you're single, we celebrate your strength, beauty, and individuality and join with you in praying for the desires of your heart. If you're a single mom and wonder if you have the physical energy and financial resources to raise and provide for your child or children, we want to help you, and we will. And if you're pregnant for the first time, we prayerfully anticipate with you the joyful birth of a healthy child. And to all the special women on this Mother's Day, rest and delight in knowing that we are thankful for you and we celebrate each and every one of you. So today is Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day, everyone. We know you've already been celebrated. I get the honor of sharing today, and it's, uh, it's always a bit of exciting adrenaline <laughs> when you're preparing. It's kind of like serving a good meal. You mothers know when you're serving, like you're hosting a good meal. It takes a lot of work, <laughs> but it's still exciting. So <coughs> I haven't really been preaching before with a computer, so I hope it goes well. And if not, I pray for your patience, and I ask for patience here. I have to fumble a little bit. 
So last week, Travis was talking about, um, he was talking about uh, a story of when I was worshiping in my room. I don't know if you remember that story. How many was here last week? Was there a lot of people who weren't here? Maybe? If you weren't here, I'll just give a real quick recap. So he was saying that I was worshiping in my room, practicing, and he wanted to go to bed. And uh, I thought I would bring a little bit of light to the story. <laughs> but anyway, so he was on the couch somewhere. He didn't want to come into the room. And uh, uh, that, that probably was true. But there's many times he'll end up falling asleep on some place, and he likes to stay there. And uh, yeah, anyways, it was... But I wanted to... When I was thinking about what I was going to prepare today and share, I was thinking about um, the theme of being covered, that I want to be covered, but not, but uncovered, but not covered up. That's my title today. So uh, that story, when he was talking about the bed, he was talking about the blankets being like a cover, and um, I want to spin on that a little bit today. So God, he created men and women, as we know, in his image, so we can reflect God and Father's heart individually and together. And today, I want to zoom in a little bit on the attributes that us women and mothers will specifically reveal, that it's revealed through us, in order that we should get to know God's heart for us. Um, so even then, just we don't want to just honor mothers. We also want to honor God. His name, one of his names is called El Shaddai, which means the breasty one, if you didn't know. And so he brought us life. That means that God, God is also a mother. He has a mother's heart as well, right? We usually refer to him as a father, but he also has the attributes of a mother. So mothers are a reflection of him, his covering, nurturing, protecting, cleansing, healing, releasing, and empowering love. So those are some of his attributes. So God's desire for us, for his children, is that we grow up to be holy and whole, and prosper to spirit, soul, and body. That ought to be any healthy mother's wish for their children as well. Sometimes we are not always whole ourselves, so then sometimes we don't always portray that the properly way. But uh, anyways, you know, the Bible says that I wish above all things that you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers, so that we know that that's God's will for you and I, that we'll be whole. Um, so yeah, so that's the topic here that we're going to explore today, because I discovered in my own journey to wholeness that I have, I have identified some longings that came in my own journey, and that's the title that I've been making today from that, that I want to be, I've discovered that I want to be covered, I want to be safe and protected, but I also want to be uncovered, and we're going to go into that, what that means, but I've discovered that I don't want to be covered up, so that's what I want to explore with you today. So we'll start with Ephesians 1.4 you have that up there. Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. So, you know, the first step to be covered is to know um, that you were in God's mind even before this earth was founded. Did you know that? You were handpicked. I don't know if sometimes we, we remember that part. You were loved and chosen before the earth was created. You were handpicked and you were without fault or blame even, without any dirt or stain. You had the right standing before God, before any of this world's filth and sin could stain your heart. So likewise, you may or you may not have been on your mother's, your earthly mother's mind before you were even formed. I actually, we have four beautiful children that we love and we feel very blessed to be parents to Travis and I. And, uh, but actually, my 
my little fourth one, Sarah, as many of you know, she, I call her my little surprise blessing because we had thought three was quite, quite enough. <laughs> when we had Jonas, we thought maybe he would be the baby forever. But then a few things happened and um, well, I wanna share with you what happened. So I, I, uh, I was on the worship team in the church where we were in Kingston and a man had had a vision and he said he saw me on the worship team and then he saw me go down and look after a baby and then he saw me go up on the worship team down and look after the baby back and forth like that. And I remember thinking, oh, he's probably talking about a spiritual baby or something, or maybe it's for, you know, somebody else or whatever. He Maybe you missed it, because we prophesy in part, you know. Anyways, so I kind of put it to the side, didn't think about it anymore. And then about half a year later, um, me and Travis were at a conference, a prophetic conference, and um, a man that I didn't really know came up. We just had happened to chat a little bit, and he said, so you're Travis' wife, right? And I said, yeah. And he goes, then you have four children? I said, no, we have three. He says, oh, well, one must be on the way then, he said. And I'm like, that's peculiar, that's strange. <laughs> I didn't really know why he said that. Again, I uh, didn't think, you know, our thinking is limited. So I just kind of put that to the side, went on with my life. A few weeks later, I started feeling ill, and I thought, oh, I'm coming up with the flu. So I was, uh, you know, just pushing through and thinking. And then within the week, the flu didn't really come, but I still didn't feel well. And now, finally, the light is coming on. I'm like... Travis, we might be having four. <laughs> Anyways, but then, you know, God brought back to my memory of how he had already prepared me, even though I didn't clue in, you know, through that um, vision in the beginning of the year where he was sharing about this vision about me and then also this whole the little prophetic nudge from this guy. And so then I realized, you know what, even though Sarah wasn't really on our mind, that doesn't mean we didn't welcome her and don't love her, but, you know, she was sure on God's mind at heart. And it was just so beautiful to see that, you know, it was a gift. It was a surprise blessing. That's what I like to call her. Um, myself, um, I have a little different story. I was a little more sad story in how I came about. My mother was a pastor's daughter, and um, she was trying to help my dad. I guess they met on the street, and they, she was trying to help him. But anyway, so she became pregnant out of wedlock, and um, uh, there was a lot of pressure around that. And anyway, so I, um, I remember growing up, I know she loved me and I, I, I was loved, but I knew that there was something not quite right with how I got, came about, right? So uh, even though I was brought forth in sin, as we call it, I have come to realize that I still was in God's mind and God's heart, you know, and um, that I also was loved and chosen. And today I get to stand here and share a message of hope. So, so, you know, if you have that situation, God loves to take what the enemy means for evil and turn it around and use it for his good. And he likes to take what the world looks down on and choose it for his glory. So anyways, so you may or you may not have been on your earthly parents' mind, but you sure were on God's mind even before the foundations of this earth. I think that is the key to realize that you're covered when you realize that your identity before any other identity is that you're a child, a son or daughter of God, not any other ability that you have. You may have all kinds of other talents and giftings, but your first one is that you're a son or daughter of God. And if you aren't yet, then you should be, because it's the best thing. It's the best thing ever. So um, you, you were planned, thought of with love and purity. You, yeah, like I said, you were in God's mind and heart. And you know, God longed for the day that you could be, be brought forth to life, both naturally and spiritually. 
that's on his heart all the time. He longs for that. Just like somebody who's having, expecting a baby longs for that day where they can bring forth. You know, if a mother is expecting a ba you, baby, you long for that. The father longs to see the baby. I'm going to be talking a lot about mothers today, but fathers, you're not neglected. You're just as important. Father's Day is coming up, right? So don't feel put aside. Um, so God longs for you to give even to be even more to be born spiritually. So as you give your heart back to your creator, your father, the one who first thought of you before any of human ever did, that is the best decision you can ever make. I heard a saying one time that I like. It says, God's gift to you was your life through your mothers. But what you do with your gift, your life, is your gift back to him. I think he deserves the best gift. He deserves you, your heart. So why don't we choose today, if you haven't done that, I really want to encourage you to give it back to him and become what we call born again spiritually. That, that means that your human spirit comes alive before God. So your spirit may have become defiled. It, it would have in this world, in this filthy world of sin and shame. But when you give your heart back to God, your spirit becomes washed by Jesus' blood, God's precious son's blood, that he shed for you on the cross so that you and I can have eternal life instead of eternal separation and death from him, from his life, from his life. There's a powerful scripture in John 1:12. It says, but as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. What a gift he gave us, that we can have the power to become children of God. That was a great gift. Can you imagine God sacrificing his precious son so that we can have power. Imagine mothers, your children, even, you know, having to give it up. Like Abraham and I, like Isaac, he was also, you know, he was tested. His father was tested to see if he would give him up. But that's a hard thing to do. But God did that for you and I so that we can live, so that we can be safe for eternity, protected, covered, you know, uh, so as we believe in Jesus' name and receive him into our heart, we get saved. We become that child of God. We become saved for eternity and forever. And that is our covering. That is the very foundation. And whether maybe you sit here and you say, I've already been saved for a long time. But, you know, sometimes we forget that that is, our, that is the foundation. That's what we have. We ha we, I want to go back. You know, God took me back where he, you know, just dug that simple truth deeper into my heart, you know, that that's who you are, and that's enough. There's nothing else that matters more than that we're a child of God. If that's all you know today, then you're covered, you're safe, you're protected, and you're okay. You're more than okay. So covered means to be protected or defended. I want to read Psalms 139, verse 13 and 14. For you formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. So we as mothers, we get to partner with God in covering his children, our children. What a privilege and what an honor. Both God and mothers covers their children with mercy. An interesting note I just learned was... Um, an interesting fact is that the Hebrew word for a mother's womb is actually, now I don't know if I pronounce it right, but Raham, and the root of this word means mercy. Isn't that interesting? 
So our mother, the mother's womb represents mercy, you know, even in definition. Um, so 1 Peter 4.8, and above all things, have fervent love for one another, for love will cover a multitude of sins. So this is another aspect of cover. Um, you know, uh, love covers a multitude of sins. Sometimes, we, well, we all sin sometimes, and you know, the ability to show mercy and to cover other people when they mess up uh, is also part of that covering. So we receive and give God's love and mercy. When we do that, we're covered and we cover one another. So we can cover one another with love. Um, you know, when it comes to hurts and offenses, we are going to get them in this world. We're going to get pierced. You know, we can't stop ourselves from becoming pierced. It's going to come. But what we can hinder is that we become wounded if we are perfected in God's love. So if we're rooted and grounded in his love, it doesn't have to become such a major wound. It can become more of a piercing and we can show mercy because we realize we're just humans. People are going to mess you up. You know, I'm going to fail you sometimes. You're going to fail me sometimes. And I think one of the key scriptures for my own healing, my own well-being has been, I've said it many times and I'll continue to say it many times because it's been such a key for my life. It's the fear of the Lord brings safety. A fear of man will bring a trap, will trap snare you somehow. But a fear of God will bring you safety. And I've exchanged, come to realize that I exchanged that word fear of to expect, expectation on, expect expect on, expectation on, sorry. So if you have an expectation on a person, you're going to be trapped and snared somehow, emotionally or spiritually or physically. But if you put your expectation on God, you're going to be safe, you know? And um, it actually can be a form of idolatry. Sometimes we even have too high expectations on ourselves. It becomes what we call perfectionism. And that happened a little bit in my life. And uh, I, I might share a little bit of a story of that later on too. So again, knowing his love and being rooted and grounded in his love is the very foundation. That's where identity lays. If we know nothing else, we've got to know that. So let that sink in. I remember somebody one time had said to me, another precious lady, she said, I, I'd like to have some deeper Bible study. And uh, the Holy Spirit spoke to me immediately and he said, no. What we need is simple truth going deeper into our hearts. So it's not that we need, it's nothing new under the sun, but it's that precious, letting it go deeper, having a revelation and becoming secure and rooted and grounded in that love. That is where identity lies. Any other identity is secondary. So that's enough. That revelation of that identity is our covering. Uh, another interesting uh, revelation I, re or I learned was the term broken heart. We speak of having a broken heart. It actually means that we can't give or receive love without fear. So if you think of that for a minute, if you have fear in, you know, of giving or receiving love in relationships, whether it's with God or others or even yourself, you're supposed to love ourselves too, then you may have a bit of a broken heart. But God wants to heal that, you know? And I think about this world right now, there's so much fear ro roaming around, and it really affects relationships. It's so sad. But that's why we, as his children, even more than ever, need to have that revelation of, you know, nothing else really matters as much. You know, the Bible says, let God be 
true and every man a liar, even myself, I'm not always going to be truth. I'm not like God is the truth. His word is truth. His love is truth. If I place my expectation on anyone else but God first, I'm going to be trapped somehow, you know, and I'm going to be shaken. But if I put my, my security and my, my trust to him, I'll be safe. That's something we have to stress and teach our, you know, be an example to the world today. But that comes when you have that revelation yourself. So coming back to that, that sermon that Travis had last week, talking about that it isn't enough just to be covered with your cozy blankets. He was actually talking about casting off your garments to refresh your mind. Was that He was saying that um, he fell asleep on the couch and then he because he, he didn't want to be disturbing me, and he didn't want to be disturbed by me. So, And then he woke up in the night, and he was cold or uncomfortable, and he went into his room, and he went to bed. But what he forgot, because he didn't want to turn on the light and disturb me, he forgot to take his clothes off, his dirty clothes like from the day that he's been walking around in. So he slept, but then the morning, he, he was very uncomfortable. He had a sore hip, and it was kind of just not feeling right. And it's because he had those clothes on when he was sleeping, right? So... Um, there's a reason why we have PJs. They're soft and cozy, so we don't get any, you know, edge, edgy, yeah, bad sleep. <laughs> anyway, so he was talking about the blanket representing God's presence and anointing, and which is very important, but um, he was saying it's not enough. It's just as important that we, that we also take off the clothes in order to get a good sleep. So I want to apply that to why one of these longings that I had, the, the longing that I realized was covered. I want to be covered. But then I also had this incredible desire to be uncovered, like the things that were itchy and scratchy and annoying on my journey, like the sins, the filth, the stains, you know, the weights. Um, I wanted that off. You know, I wanted to be uncovered. So he was talking about that that was kind of, his clothes was like an analogy of removing shame, guilt, stains, and sins. I realized during my journey, I really have a desire to get all that off, you know? I think you do too, if you're honest to yourself. So that brings us to the next step in our journey towards wholeness, the uncovering. So as I know that I'm covered by God, I also want to be uncovered. Let's look at James 5.16, see what I was thinking about there. So confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. So confession, uncovering of my sins, is very important and it's very freeing and healing when it's done in a safe place. I wouldn't just land it anywhere. I would land it somewhere safe. No, you're always safe with him. And then you can find a safe sister or brother in Christ and confess it. You don't have to go tell the whole world. But, you know, as you do that... It's you casting off those annoying clothes and you can have a better journey, better rest. Um, and you can have, yeah, you can have a better, better journey. So let's take them off through confession by receiving Christ's powerful sacrifice on the cross as he shed his blood for our sins so we can become saved, delivered, and healed. And, of course, if you've already given your heart to Christ, you become clean, you become born again, we return back to that innocent state. But even if we are saved, you know, this world is still going to make us filthy at times, just like we do naturally. So we can be sanctified and we can overcome. That's what we call on, we're on an overcoming journey. It says we should work out our salvation. So that cleansing is available through his blood continuously. And I think we don't want to undermine that. 
I've come to realize that the word repentance, we've talked about that, and we're going to continue to talk about that. It's a beautiful word. We get to repent. We're in a disposition of mercy right now. One day we'll stand before a good judge, you know, and have our account, show an account for our life. But right now we get to repent. We get to have mercy shown to us. What a privilege, guys. Let's not be afraid of that. Let's take that as an honor and a privilege. So mothers teach their children that cleansing is important for both your own and other people's well-being. You know, we don't want to stink. It just makes it a little bit awkward. <laughs> Anyways, mothers, mothers and fathers give their children bath and uncovers their bodies from dirt when they're dirty and stinky so they can fellowship with confidence and pleasure. It just lifts your, lifts your confidence, right? We also uncover and remove slivers when we got those hurting our skin. And then we cleanse and balm them and the wound afterwards so that it can heal properly. God is like that too. He puts, you know, he, put, he, he removes those things. It says, you know, the speck in our eye, different things that cause our spiritual sight to be tainted, you know. And he can put balm and he can put like his Holy Spirit and he can heal in a, in a way that no other mother really can do. So he is the best mother. <laughs> um, mothers uncover and washes the filthy garments as they become filthy over and over and over again. Mostly, not always with patience, but we, God has lots of patience for us. Thank him. Uh, so then after that, mothers cover with fresh and clean garments, just like Christ covers us with his righteousness through his blood. Isn't that great? It's amazing. You know, he, it's like he's coming and putting a robe of righteousness, that white cover. He, we can give our dark, dirty clothes, and we can have that PJ. We can have that cover as we, you know, journey on. So back to that story with Travis again. He had uncovered and cast off his scratchy garments. If he did that and covered himself with a cozy blanket, he goes to bed and hopefully has a good rejuvenating sleep. Healing and refreshing it should be. And then morning comes. Then what? What happens then? As he was a kid, I picture his mother, I think I've even heard a song that she sang that had some of these tunes in it. I picture her coming in and saying, arise and shine, sunshine. That's something like mothers and fathers might do in the morning. So, the you're late for school. You're late for school. <laughs> Ooh, that might not cause your light to shine up as quick. <laughs> but it's a new day. It's new mercies every day, you know. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. After, you know, after rain comes sunshine, you know, joy comes in the morning. Sorrow only lasts so long. So we get another chance to arise and shine every day. Praise God. So the restoring sleep was there to prepare for this little light to shine. So that brings us to our third and final point here in my message. So I discovered another longing in my, in my journey to wholeness that I didn't want to be covered up. You know, I didn't want to be hidden and just put away, tucked away. Maybe for a season. There's, there was some, almost like a, a mixture of, like a, sometimes I did, but I didn't. <laughs> you know, like I wanted to be safe, but I didn't want to be covered up and just be nothing, right? Because think about it. A light, what's the purpose of a light? It's to shine, Right? So what's the point of having a light if it doesn't shine? It's the same thing. You, you and I are both lights. You know, God wanted you to shine, and he wants me to shine in a good way, in a good timing. 
So uh, he desires to have us be a reflection of his glory through our heart and life. And, you know, for, for people to see, you know, that his love. So, yeah, so we don't want to be covered up. I hope you understand the, the difference now. So covered, I'm covered because I know I'm his child. I want to be uncovered because I, wanna, I don't want to be weighed down by sin and filth and all that. But then I don't want to be covered up. I want to be able to shine. I want to use my giftings, my talents, you know, the purpose that God has for my life. I, you know, I don't want to be like the guy and here on the judgment day. Couldn't you at least put your talents in the bank, you know? You want to you wanna have, you wanna have something. You want to be a good steward, right? You want to bring him glory through your life. So I want to shine. I don't want to be covered up. I want to go back to that innocence of purity where all was well as a, ch a child. Many times children in the beginning, they're naive, they're innocent. All was well, all was covered, all was safe and clean and even fun. You know, sometimes we forget the fun on the journey. I know what Travis was talking, maybe you've heard, he was talking about in his journey of wholeness that God brought him back to physically drive up to where he was born as a child, you know, and he just sat there and he's like, God, I don't know why you told me to come here. But I think that was the very thing that God wanted to take him back to the innocence of his childhood. You know, I want to wipe it clean. I want to take you back to where, you know, that innocence of purity and, you know, where you're covered by his love to remembering I remember when I was a child, I had a very childlike faith. You know, I was born, like I said, out of wedlock. So it was just me and my mom. My dad wasn't there. And, and uh, the first question I usually ask people was, do you believe in God and Jesus? I guess that was a little bit annoying even sometimes. The, I remember I went to kindergarten and we had a new teacher. And, and this, I had asked the same thing to this new teacher like I did to everybody else. Do you believe in God and Jesus? And they wouldn't answer me. So I, was, I kept persisting with the question. And then later on... My, um, I went home. Well, finally they got annoyed with me. So this teacher said, "No, I don't believe in God and Jesus. There is no God and Jesus. So be quiet now." So I went home to my mom, and I was all devastated. And I said, "Mom, this teacher says there's no God and Jesus." And so my mom said, "Well, you know, some people don't believe that, but you know it's true." I said, "Right." So I went back to kindergarten. I said, "You know, you don't believe in God and Jesus, but He still exists." And they were getting. They're like. Oh, this girl. So then later on, they had this, uh, they, they end up talking to my mom, you know, what's all this talk about God and Jesus here? <laughs> you know? And she's like, well, you know, that's her confidence. That's her assurance. You can't really take that away from her. You know, let's go back to that. Like, sometimes I wonder where that little girl went, you know? So freely just get into people's face. Do you believe in God and Jesus? You know, and sometimes I don't do that as much anymore. <laughs> but I should, because it is a very good question. That's, you know, that's, it was my... I knew God as my, more real as my father than my earthly father because he wasn't there. And uh, sometimes during my journey, when I felt covered up and had my issues, <laughs> I thought of um, the character Maria in Sound of Music. Um, she, was, she was a lovely mother, but she thought she should be a nun, you know, in the convent. I don't know if you've seen that movie. But anyway, so she... Uh, she went on this, well, she started there, and then she went to a journey and, you know, was trying to be this extra mother, or this, actually, she was trying to be the, the maid or the one who was looking after the kids. And then some things happened. If you haven't watched the movie, you should. It's a really cute movie. Anyway, so she went back. She thought, I should, something happened, and she realized that she had, 
a little bit of light came on in her heart, let's put it that way, a little bit of fire, and she was getting scared, so she went back to the convent. She thought, I should maybe just return to be a nun and um, be covered up by this hood and, you know, in this task of not being married or having children or whatever, which can be fine if that's what you desire and if that's what's in your heart. But anyways, as she was there, she kept causing trouble, and her fellow sister nuns, they ended up singing, how do we solve the problem of Maria? And you know, many times I feel like that too. <laughs> it's like, uh, how do you solve the problem of Camilla? <laughs> you know, sometimes I felt like that when I've just entangled myself and been covered by things I shouldn't be covered by. So that's when I've realized I have that longing to be uncovered. I want to cast the nun, the nun thing off. I want to get out of this convent, you know. So Maria, she also realized that she didn't want to be covered up. So, but rather that she wants, wanted to go back to where she had been able to shine forth and be, because she had some natural giftings of being a mother. So re she returned back to this Von Trapp family, a little bit kind of, you know, and there's a song that she sang there too, and sometimes I've thought about, I've sang that over myself too sometimes. She's like, I have confidence in me. <laughs> you know, have you seen that one? Anyways, sometimes we have to sing that to ourselves. I have confidence in me. <laughs> you know, and it's not always easy, but I think we need a little bit of that in order to have our light shine. So she went back, and then she realized she found her place, and she got to be a beautiful mother to these children, and they had missed her. You know, when, when you are not stepping up to shine and be the light that God has called you to be, people miss out, you know, of a light, of warmth, of, you know, purpose, when you are not stepping into who you are meant to be. That's my desire, even stepping up here today and sharing this message. I want to just be faithful to what God wants me to do and who he wants me to be. And I, want, I, I know God wants you to do as well. It might look different, and it's not more or less important, but it's important that you be the best you that you can be and the one that God has called you to be on your journey. So there Maria was, ready to face the world again, and she's saying that song. And So let's try and remember that picture when you're feeling tempted to be covered up. So as you and I have the revelation of God's covering and love, and as we have now uncovered our sins and received his forgiveness and cleansing, now we're ready to rise and shine instead of being all covered up and hidden away because, you know, there's another scripture too, Luke 11:33. It says, No man, when he has lighted, lit a candle, puts it in a secret place, neither under a bushel, but on a candlestick, that they which come in may see the light. We sing, This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. That's, that's it. What a simple truth. But if that could go deeper into our hearts, you know, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. You know, and we have the second verse is, the enemy wants to hide me under the bushel. But we say, what? No. No. <laughs> we got to do that more often. We've got to say no. A candle, a light is supposed to shine. And so are you and I. We're supposed to shine as well. So God spoke to me personally, even last fall. One of the things he was saying, it's time to come out of hiding and, you know, my desire, as I heard that, my response to him was, well, would you lead me out of that hiding? You know, I want to be covered. I want to be safe. I want to walk with you, not too far behind and not in front, but I want to walk just with you, you know? And I think that's kind of like the, the tension of this message. I want to be covered. I want to be safe. 
I don't want to be covered up by all kinds of things that God didn't put on me, that the enemy had put on me or whatever. But I want to also not be covered up. I want to step in. I want to lean in. I want to be available. I want to offer my strength, my giftings, both naturally and spiritually, you know. So sometimes it's stretching, and we have to come out of our comfort zone, like this today. I'm a little stretched, but it's good. It's a good stretch, right? And I, I believe that that's, that's part of it. But, you know, um, it's also like resurrection power on the third day. You know, there's another scripture I remember God said way back, he put in my heart, unless a seed dies, unless a seed falls into the ground and dies, um, it will remain alone and it will not produce much fruit. But so John 12, 24, truly, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. There's something in the kingdom of God to letting things die, you know, to laying things down, you know, bear, take up our cross and follow me, like Christ said. There, there's power in that. It's not always so fun to be in that death process, but it is, it is, you know, even pictures are being developed in a dark room. There's something about, uh, there's a miracle that happens when we can surrender things, when God tells us to, to put them down. And um, even as mothers, we have those seeds, you know, planted de- deep down in the darkness of our wombs, unseen and, and covered for a time and season inside of us, where we get to nurture and protect and it's becoming formed, right? And it's an honor. And it looks like, you know, but it doesn't mean that there's nothing. You know, just because you can't see it doesn't mean that there's nothing. There's a transformation process. It's the same with, same with the tr- uh, butterfly and the caterpillar. You know, a little caterpillar with, will um, be, it looks like nothing in the beginning. And it turns into, it goes into a cocoon, cocoon and it feeds, it nurtures, it grows. But then, eventually, it, the cocoon will burst out open and a beautiful butterfly will come forth and shine. Okay, so we're just going to sum up, and then I will. So God, God covers us. You know you're his. You know, if, if nothing else, if you don't remember anything else, just remember, find that rest in that you are his. You're a son and daughter of Christ. But uncovered, we want to be uncovered. We want to, you know, be humble and let God cleanse us. You know, let him point out in his gentle, loving heart the, the things that need to be adjusted, removed from our life. And then... Also ask him for the confidence and the courage to shine and to not be covered up. Um. Okay. I will end with one thing here. I shared this at Highwood Wholeness one time, and it really, it just brought such a weight, like, um, of of God's holiness. He said to me one time, I'm going to end with this, okay? So hang tight. (laughs) We're almost done. So he said to me, Let me make you into the golden vessel that I can pour my golden anointing into. He said, don't settle for a lesser anointing. Let me make you into the golden vessel that I can pour my golden anointing into. Don't settle for a lesser anointing. Do you know what that means? I can settle for a lesser anointing. That brings the fear of God. Oh, I hear the alarm clock. (laughs) Blessings. Happy Mother's Day. Thanks for allowing me to share. Thank you for listening. We hope that you enjoyed our message. 
If you are in the Quinty West area, we would love to have you visit us on Sunday morning at 24 Dundas Street West, Trenton, Ontario. Check out our service times on our website at atthecrossroads.ca.